quality and serving people since 1994. Available in local stores, including Costco. CallThesCoffee.com. News analysis and opinion. It's the Elijah Har Show on 93.3 and AM 560 KWTO. Welcome back to KWTO. As a reminder, coming up at 5.05, we're going to explore Ron DeSantis' odds of winning Iowa with Town Hall columnist Scott Moorfield. We'll break down the upcoming Gavin Newsom-Ron DeSantis debate on Fox News this Thursday. But first, let's pay attention to what's going to happen in Jefferson City starting in January. Joining us on the show now, Representative Bill Owen. Representative, welcome back. Thank you. Appreciate it. First question. When is the appropriate time to decorate your house for Christmas and start playing Christmas music? Well, it should be uh, Thanksgiving uh, at the end of Thanksgiving, but uh, been, been a little occupied here. We're, we're kind of moving the uh, some of the calendar stuff up uh up in Jeff City, and so uh, in fact, that's this morning. I was on a budget conference call. Uh, just, just haven't had time for the Christmas spirit yet. Oh, so you haven't actually put your okay. So this is interesting because I, I agree with you. I think a lot of people, what would as soon as Halloween's over, they they want to start this process, and then other people are like, yeah, December first. I've I've always been a pretty strict day after Thanksgiving, or sometimes on Thanksgiving, you put it up. Yeah, no, I and and normally that's that's where I am, but it it's kind of had to take a, a back seat this year. Oh, business of the people calls. All right, Representative Owen, give us a little bit of a preview. Listen, pre-filing starts December first. Let's start. Let's start on a micro level. What what are you specifically working on this upcoming year? And then we'll expand and we'll talk a little bit about what the house is focused on. Well, I mean, as far as uh, down in, in 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 our area down here. And, and what I'm working on, of course, I have been the sponsor the last three years on uh, the land bank legislation, and I will be again this year, though we're, we're going to uh, have a, a Senate sponsor, I think, come on board uh, to try and move it from the other end, because as you know, uh, sometimes it's a lot easier if you start in the Senate than, than it is in the House. And and I've shown three years in a row that, uh, that I can get this legislation passed the House, but it just sits over in the Senate and doesn't get done. So we're going to, we're going to go at it from both ends on that. And we've added another new twist, which I think is going to be very beneficial uh, in trying to uh, repurpose some of our uh, dilapidated properties. And that's to add quiet title into it to where uh, counties and cities have the ability to uh, clean uh, these properties up once they get a hold of them to where an investor or, or a, a family or whoever that wants to purchase that property can get it uh, without, without all these clouds on the title and, and not knowing how long it's going to take and how much cost there's going to be to clean it up. So I'm, I'm pretty excited about adding quiet title onto this. Very good. All right. You know, a lot of, lot of discussion about, I know you're on the budget chair, a lot of discussion about the budget and, and what we're going to do with the budget next year. Economy seems to, seems to be sort of flat. Uh, obviously, no more federal funds. Give us your thirty thousand foot view of what the what the budget looks like this year. Well, we, we're just finishing up uh, the consensus, uh, and and you, you're you're pretty spot on, Elijah. It's it's we're, we're, our our best estimate is it's going to be pretty pretty flat. Uh, so 
uh, there's not going to be a lot of new monies. The the, the Biden bucks have uh, have stopped, and uh, this is this is where we really need to get down and do some block and tackling. And and I think I think the uh, uh, Republican House Caucus uh, is is getting ready to do that. Uh, I chaired a working group looking at uh, our tax credits and uh, just found a lot of things that need to be done to really tighten that all up. Uh, and so there's going to be some key legislation on that. But, but you're right. I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be a tight fiscal budget, and we just, we, we just can't be throwing money around. Uh, tell us, you, there's been some conversation in the news. The House has started the budget process a little earlier than last year. What's the reason for that? Well, because uh, it seems like in recent years, that uh, the House doesn't get it back from the Senate until literally a matter of hours before the uh, constitutional deadline to have it on the governor's desk. And so there really isn't any opportunity for the two bodies to get together and, uh, and, and really go through it and, 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 and try and see compromise between the House's position, the Senate's position. It's more like, well, we don't have time to do anything. We just got to accept what they sent us. And I'm not sure that's good government. And so the speaker said, no, we're going to start early. So he set a, a target date of December 1st to start having um, budget hearings. I've set mine for thir- the 13th and the 14th of December. And uh, we'll be going through the new decision items uh, that uh, have been requested by the departments to the governor. We won't, Of course, we won't have the governor's budget yet. But we're going to go ahead and move forward and, and at least go through their NDIs and uh, – and, and, and be ready so that we can do markup much earlier. We've been charged by the Speaker to have the budget on the, to the Senate by the last day of February, which, as you know, moves the process up dramatically and should give the Senate plenty of time for them to make their decisions and then to get back with us and sit down at conference and, uh, and hammer it out. Do we think that actually makes any difference whether they get the budget early or not? Well... Um, that's what we're going to do. Uh, and, 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 uh, we'll let, we'll let them, you know, decide what they can do and how they're going to explain it. But, but I think uh, most people would say, you know, if you don't get it back, uh, to the house and, and go to conference with still some time on the clock, uh, you're going to have a tough time explaining to us why you didn't. I am curious, uh, you know, obviously over the past few years with all the extra spending, uh, this year feels a little bit like a belt and tightening the exercises. I would say historically the House has been the belt tightener, the Senate's been the spender. How's that impact this year's this year's decision items? Well, I mean, we're, we're going to go approach it. I think, or you know, we're fortunate. I mean, we got Cody Smith still in the chair, and I mean, <laughs> Cody has has been uh, budget chair now for I think five years, going on six. Uh, so he's he's kind of set the tone. Uh, as to what what he wants to do, and and that is, we want to try and be you know very responsible. I think it's an example because the the, the speaker put this interim working group together that we're going to start doing more blocking and tackling. Uh, you know, it's you know we, we all like to talk about the big issues, the big social issues, and all this and that. But we can't forget about blocking and tackling, and that's to get in and do an audit review of these different departments. And so it was a real eye opener going in and looking at all the tax credits that we have. Uh, and, and sometimes that might be a show in and of itself, 
But, I mean, I, I like – we found that uh, we had 24 tax credits that have no caps on them. We found 34 that have no sunsets. So they've taken on eternal life, uh, which is something you and I aren't allowed to have. But, <laughs> but 34 tax credit programs have been able to develop eternal life on this earth. And it's so funny. So, when people, we talk about tax credits. A lot of my listeners, you, you may have heard of tax credits. You know, there's a few of them like uh, pregnancy, crisis pregnancy tax credits. But when you say 34 different tax credits, I think most people think there's three, maybe four in the state. No, there, there's so oh, well, many of these. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, this is just our first this is just our first run through it. I mean, we didn't get started until August. And so it's it's more like let's just set the parameters here, try and get some stuff passed to try and put some parameters around these things. And then let's go in maybe in future uh, general assemblies and and really uh, drill down as to uh, what the return is because for one thing there's no standardized way of measuring return on investment uh, so so really it can be whatever that department wants to to have here's another one now this is this talk about accounting 101 we've got nine of these that have no checks and balance the same department that is administering it is also doing the review, which is just ludicrous. So there's a lot here. We're getting some legislation drafted for this. And, and I think particularly by the response from our, our, our caucus when we met a few weeks ago uh, to, to our report, uh, I think this will be a, I think this is something you can, you'll look to see that uh, there'll be a lot of action on. Uh, all right, let's, let's pull back. Let's use just a little bit of macro look at the, the policy goals this year of the General Assembly. Tell us a little bit, what are the three or four things y'all are working on this year? Well, I mean, initiative petition reforms right at the absolute top. It and open enrollment, uh, I think, are, are probably the two biggest priorities that I, that I see right now. You know, we've sent IP reform over the Senate the last three years and, 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 and didn't get it back. Uh, environmental social governance, we sent a whole package of that, about four different bills, uh, and the only thing we got passed was a House resolution uh, that we sent to the federal agencies and to our congressional delegation to say, we're asking you to join us in pushing back against all this uh, ESG stuff. But the, 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 the core bills just got, again, it, they just didn't get through the Senate. Uh, so we're going to be you know, taking another run at that. And then, like I say, I think probably then fourth probably is this tax credit reform I would put. And then, and then you know, quite frankly, uh, we're going to have a discussion about highway projects. You know, there were there were a number of vetoes that occurred uh, during uh, this last session, uh, particularly a big one down here in Springfield, and uh, we're we're wanting to uh, to reexamine that again uh, because these are these are really key critical projects. And then on on a broader scale on transportation, uh, we we got the funding to do the the environmental and engineering. For I-44, we just got to figure out now how we're going to make that happen after we finish I-70. And right now, we're, our, 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 our current uh, uh, the current uh, ba- balance, uh, general revenue balance, is about three billion dollars. And so, you know, I think I'm going to push real hard to try and set a billion of that aside for our 20 percent when the next highway bill comes down, because that's how we can pay for it. We'll primarily do it out of federal money and, and not have to just uh, use state money for the whole project. Cause we're today I'm being told we're looking at maybe $4 billion to do the whole thing. 
And uh, what's the whole thing when people say, when you say whole thing? What's the whole thing in, in tail for for forty four? Uh, that's from the Ar- uh, Oklahoma line to St. Louis. And is that is what is it? it just repair? Is it expansion? What are, what are we looking at? Well, you know, and, and, and we had those discussions with MoDOT and with some of the the different uh, contractors, and I think it's a combination. I think it's a com- It's all six lane, but it's some of it's going to be, you know, uh, pavement. Some of it's going to be concrete. Uh, you know, so it's it's a combination thereof. We've already you know, been doing some of the bridges through the governor's bridge program, but there's still a lot more, particularly if you're going to six lane, most of those bridges are, are, are made for four lanes. So there's going to have to be quite a, either new bridges or they're going to have to, you know, do some extensions onto them to take on the additional lanes. But, but that's, that's where we think we need to be. Cause if we can knock up 70 and 44 over the next eight to 10 years, uh, now I think that the, the, the two big elephants are out of the way and we can get a lot, I think, done for more of the secondary highways and roads, uh, which I think is, is, is much needed. No question about it. We let this thing get too far, you know, uh, ahead of us, and, and now we're playing catch-up. But uh, we, want to, we want to be ready when the next federal highway bill comes up here in about four or five years. And if we can set that money aside for our portion where we don't have to be hitting the budget each year for, uh, for portions of that because we had to do more bonded indebtedness, I think just makes a ton of sense. So one-time money for one-time expenses. Uh, let's talk about uh, the Speaker of the House. There's been He's been in the news a little bit lately. Do you see that as a distraction in the upcoming legislative session? Um, you know, I guess you don't know until you get there. <laughs> um, we've, we've got, we've got well, probably a half dozen members of our caucus that are being very vocal uh, quite frankly, I think due process is kind of important, and we haven't heard from our ethics committee. And if there's something that they feel needs to be brought to our attention, uh, I think that's that's when I, I and the majority of the members of our caucus will will get real serious. I mean, there's there's enough other things we can be worrying about right now. So I, I've kind of, in a way, kind of set that aside and, and waiting to hear if there's something that comes out of. Uh, out of the ethics committee, uh, and, and if there is, then 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 I'll start focusing more of my time on that. Very good, uh, Representative. As as we get closer to this legislative session, let's talk a little bit about the, the you know it's an election year next year. How does that impact the legislators while they're working? Does that mean more bills pass, less bill pass? What's your what's your gut say? Well, <laughs> I'd say less. Ah. Uh, you know, one of the problems that we have with an eight year term limit is that you get, uh, particularly in the House, is you always have multiple House members terming out uh, inside the same Senate district. And so they really have no reason not to go ahead and run for it. It's like, well, I'm termed out here. I might as well run. And so when you have com- competition like that within the body, uh, it's unfortunate. But you find some that they want to try and put the others in a bad light and so they try and put them to where they have to take votes maybe they don't want to take uh there's there's just a lot of that that goes on that's a shame that it does but unfortunately the way we've structured things it's just inevitable and uh so consequently because it's election year and that uh, we've got we've got multiple uh caucus members running for the same uh the same uh, uh senate district uh or statewide that uh, I think there's going to be a little bit of funny business that's going to be brought on by that. <laughs> funny business. I love it. All right. Uh, 
if anybody wants to follow you, the work that you do in Jefferson City, how do they follow you either on, on the Internet or on social media to, to keep up with the work that you're doing? Well, for one, they can contact my office in Jeff City and ask to be put on my I do a, During the session, I do a, a weekly report letting everyone know. Or on Twitter, you can find me at BillOwen14. Very good. Representative Bill Owen, uh, really quickly, tell people what, your, uh, what the, the areas of your district are. I am in Greene County. I, I no longer, I got pushed out with redistricting. I'm no, I come to the city limits of Springfield to the north and to the west, but I don't come into Springfield. So if you're west of Farm Road 197, all the way to the Dade and Lawrence County line, and you're not in, and you're not in Springfield, then you're probably in my district. Very good, Representative Owen. Thanks so much for giving us a little insight on what's going to happen next legislative session. We'll talk to you again soon. Thanks. All right, we'll be right back. We're going to answer the question of the day. Don't forget, coming up 505, Scott Moorfield talking about Ron DeSantis' chances in Iowa in five weeks, plus his debate later this week with Governor Gavin Newsom. We'll have all that at 505.